Hello and welcome back to the Not So Sober Bar Crawl. It has been a while. Um, I last recorded an episode of this on the 2nd of September 2020 in an actual pub as well. Remember those? Those are good old days. Uh, I've been up to some other bits and bobs since then. Uh, I've been drinking just various beers from all around the world, really, which has been quite nice. been posting about them on the Not So Sober Bar Crawl Instagram, so if you're not already following me on there, go head over there. I'm currently drinking a Cherry Cola Ale from Play Brew Co. And it's very nice. It tastes a bit like cola cubes. It's really nice. They play at a little uh, brewery up in Middlesbrough. And they just like to experiment with their beers, really. They did a raspberry and milk sticky lolly pale that I had a couple of months back that was just phenomenal. Uh, it just tasted exactly like a drumstick lolly, but in beer form, which... Sounds odd, but it was, yeah, it was absolutely delicious. One of the best beers I think I've ever had. But I digress. Other stuff I've been up to, I was on BBC Radio Sheffield at the end of last year talking to Ellie on the Upload Show about the podcast. They played a little bit of the Dorothy Pax episode, which if you've not listened to that, go listen to that. It's really good. And that was just really cool. I got to talk about why why I've been doing this, what I've been up to, which was really good. On the back of the last episode as well, with Paul Crofts talking about the beer festival. I was actually asked to be on the planning committee for the beer festival this year, which is really cool. And I, yeah, I'm just really, really excited to be be on the planning committee for that. I never expected that. So that was really cool to be asked. So I'm officially the press officer for Sheffield Steel City Beer and Cider Festival, which that's uh, going straight on the old CV, which is really cool. But anyway, yeah, on with what, season two of the podcast. Um, it's the first one I've recorded in a while and it was the first one I've done over Zoom so we'll, we'll go with season two we'll stick with that my friend Ryan had mentioned O'Brien's Bottle Shop just in a group chat of ours just said his mate had had some and they were really good so I thought you know what I'll, I'll have a little look and just went on the website and struck by how different they felt from other bottle shops Luke and I speak about this on the podcast anyway but it was just different and like a kid in a sweet shop saw beers that I'd not seen anywhere else so just added them all to the basket, clicked pay now, and didn't look at the bank balance the next day, which uh, <laughs> which was probably a good idea. But all really nice beers, so it was worth it. I reached out on Instagram to O'Brien's and super happy when Luke, aka Mr. O'Brien himself, yes, the head honcho, said that he'd be happy to have a chat with me, which was really cool, just about how the bottle shop got started, how it's going, and a chat about beer in general, really. So I'll stop waffling on, and here it is, episode one, season two of the Not So Sober Bar Crawl, O'Brien's Bottle Shop. Cheers. Hello. Oh man, hold on one second. <clears throat> I think I've muted myself. Right, it's working. <laughs> Hello, how you doing? All right, yeah. How are you? Good. I am not too bad, thank you. I, uh, I've even I've got my O'Brien's uh, merch on. I thought I'll uh, <laughs> I'll represent. I actually I actually don't own one of those t-shirts. So I gave mine to my mum. Does she wear it she every day? Owned... No, she. I don't think she likes it, but she just has it. She just wanted one for uh, for historical record, I think, or something like that. <laughs> Um, so I mean, first off, cheers. Um, I don't know if you've got a drink. What are you, what are you cheers. drinking? Well, I'm ta- I'm tasting a um, 
So we get sent a lot of samples. Um, <laughs> it's not that nice. <laughs> so I don't know whether this, it's, uh, you, can, you can edit this out if you want, but uh, it's Bride Brewing Company. They're from um, Scotland. Uh, and it's the Raspberry and Lemon Saison. Um, so I was just about to decant it into a glass to see what colour. Yeah, and it's very, it's very, very red looking. It just got a strange, um, just a strange taste. I thought it would taste more of raspberry and, um, and, and lemon, but it doesn't taste. It looks like thunder from twist. Yeah, it tastes like really, you know, if you, um, this is really me, but you know, if you really over dilute, um, like, like squash or like concentrate, it tastes yeah. like that where it's been watered down. You know, like when you used to be a kid and you used to get that, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's, uh, what, you, what have you got? I've got a Carlin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Carlin. I've got a Northern Monk uh, Transient. Nice. I just, I'm the double dry hopped, I'm I'm on that train at the minute. Yeah. The um, yeah, it's, uh, go <laughs> this, the only problem with the Zoom meetings, isn't it? The uh, yeah, the dry pour. There's these, there's these like lags in them. Um, but just I've had to sometimes do them when people have. There's been like two people in the room and they're wearing masks, mm. and then you sort of it makes communication so much harder because someone else wants to like dive in and you can usually see that when someone's about to start speaking but then with the masks on you can't see it so but to create a system where you just got to go like this like a, <laughs> like a sort of talking hat kind of situation um but yeah I, I, i'm a big fan of, of dual dry hop stuff i mean yeah it's it just really means it's going to be hoppy it's almost mm. like a guarantee of hoppiness which is obviously can't can't really yeah. go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look really like small on my camera. <laughs> I'm not this small in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look really like tiny, like really tiny and sunken in. <laughs> but I've got other beers. I've queued up some beers that we got sent. So I've got, um, and I've never tried these. So this is a Lervig House Party uh, Session IPA. Nice. And um, a garage, a cutter, mm -hmm. which I have no idea what it is. So I've been trying to find what the actual <laughs> style of the beer is. Oh, Barcelona IPA brewed with mosaic and palisade hops. So that'd be an IPA. Nice. I remember the but first I time, the first time I looked on your on the bottle shop, it's just beers that I'd never seen on in any like in any of the bottle shops and stuff so i was like this really is, yeah well that's quite, that's quite cool we that's what we try, sort of tried to go for when we started was trying to find some beers that maybe like a lot of people wouldn't have necessarily yeah. like craft beer drinkers wouldn't have ran into yeah um so yeah that's that's a really that's really cool actually that's sort of that was sort of the aim um and i think started. i think it's going well yeah I remember the first order I put in as well and just I thought oh, it would be some you know come Royal Mail or DPD or something and then just you on, on like <laughs> the doorstep like oh hello yeah 
Well, some it depends because sometimes it, it because of lockdown, some of the um, post is you know been delayed. We're we're pretty good. It's usually next day, but yeah, um, yeah sometimes like the drivers because you know the drivers show up, pick your parcels up, and and then they they go on the route. Um, but sometimes for whatever reason they can't turn up or they're delayed or something, and so so. It's kind of like a bit of a if if you live in Yorkshire, I'll probably just take it to your door because <laughs> you know customer satisfaction's number one. But yeah, it's just it's just because then otherwise you you ordered say on a Thursday, you'd probably be waiting until you know Monday for your beers. And I think if I ordered the beers on a Thursday, I'd probably want to drink them on the weekend. Yeah, but then it's bad if you get them on the weekend because you just drink them all. <laughs> <laughs> But then you order more next Thursday, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's the idea. We're hoping you'd order loads more. <laughs> um, I mean, let, let's let's suppose let's start at, at the start. It's the logical place to to begin talking, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, I'd not heard about O'Brien's until like when was it? Like September, October, maybe last year. So, when did you yeah. actually start? And why <laughs> we we started so we started we actually started doing all the stuff behind the scenes in like God in like I think it was about March April um, that was that was what happened in April, during our lockdown in April so we came back from um, America and we gone to um, Atlanta mm. in Georgia. And um, th- this was right at the start of the year. And we'd kind of been messing around with the idea of it, of doing something like this. And the original idea behind it was to create a bar. Mm. Um, and then it kind of transitioned from that into a bar and bottle shop. We went to this place in Atlanta um, and they just had this really great, like, I suppose a part of being American is you just love american things um <laughs> and they had a a full supermarket equivalent of just american craft beer wow um then an international aisle well, well an international stand and it was probably about sort of six foot high and about half a meter wide just for international beers and i just thought so so american and and, and <laughs> Just quite quite cool that they the out of all the millions of beers in the world they've just got and they had stuff like um you know things that you'd see at a supermarket in the UK as a as a craft well craft beer you know they had like uh, Duvel and and that kind of thing yeah. um <laughs> they had Boddingtons in it I'm not saying kind of Boddingtons <laughs> in years um and stuff like that so so we uh, but attached to the back of that was a bar. And like it was really cool because um, the back of the bar and the back of the bottle shop backed onto each other, and obviously sandwiched in between were just hundreds of kegs, and they had about sixty kegs on draft. Wow. Um, and it was like an ever rotating thing. So we went back like the next day, and there was totally different beers on uh, because they were obviously just getting through these beers. Yeah. And we were like, if someone did that in the UK, there's enough breweries in the UK to do a kind of UK only version of that with a small international selection akin to the equivalent of theirs yeah um, 
so yeah, we we were going to do that and basically open a supermarket. And we we initially thought to do it in Sheffield, um, in Kellam Island, sort of in right around the corner. Yeah. For you, but um, but then obviously the lockdown happened, and so we just thought, well, you know, that could be an ambition in the future, um, but we can uh, transition it, um, you know, from an online business to that. So yeah. we thought, let's start online, start really small and just build up a base of suppliers and a really wide, broad base of um, different craft beers and stuff and mm. just try our hardest to source kind of weird and wonderful um, beers from the UK, yeah. which, which, I mean, we're still in a, like, I feel like we've, we've got, we've got about 150 beers on our like books, I guess. Um, but I feel like we've got maybe five percent of what's out there. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much beer out there, and like I said, that's the the thing I noticed. I think most of the times I go on just have a browse before payday and think I'm too poor to. It's one of those where you add so many beers to your basket, and then you see the price at the end and think, I'll wait. I'll have to wait. Yeah. But yeah, yeah there's yeah. so so many on there that you just don't. I've never just come across in the wild. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool ones there. Like some of my favourites that we've we've unearthed. I, you know, I guess for like ourselves, they we've unearthed them, like we discovered them, whatever. But one of my favourites that we I found out we were the first to sell it. Maybe mm. uh, well, first shop to sell it is Good Name, who make like they're from. Loughborough and they mm. make these like crazy stouts but they only they only make like maybe 100 200 bottles of it wow. um and so there's they're mega limited but they're like 10 percent a piece so there's not something you buy hundreds of anyway like you know we can't we can't be buying all those huge beers but yeah <laughs> they, that was a really cool uh sort of discovery i think we just got in there at the right times so you can now get them at other bottle shops and stuff but, yeah because we got in there, we sort of there, you know, really kind of got a good relationship with them. Um, so yeah, it's it is an interesting thing, and it's just like a fun job to do. Is it is this your full time job now then, or it's not at the moment? So it's my kind of like side, um, sort of people say side hustle. I hate that, word. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like my sort of sideline job. Um, so we just sort of um my my wife l helps out with it um and she does you know a lot of the sourcing and things like that um she's got a really good eye for finding people um but yeah we just thought not to put pressure on the business because too early um we not you know i say we i'd not um you know go full-time straight away or anything like that yeah. maybe you know one day that'll, that'll happen but you know at the yeah. moment it's just like a nice kind of thing to do and um you know you know we're not making like millions of pounds or anything but it's, it's going all right yeah <laughs> it's, we can ask for the minute isn't it it's going all right yeah yeah exactly so yeah so that, that's that's basically the kind of yeah i'd, I'd love to do it full-time like that would be really cool yeah um, and i'm sure one day but the thing is with an in, an internet only business is 
we have to sort of promote ourselves as much as possible yeah uh, and that that obviously costs money so we sort of almost having to sell beer to promote ourselves to sell beer kind of thing and yeah um you know so we're trying to step it up and up and up and buy smarter and things like that but yeah for now it's just like a a side project um my my kind of <clears throat> full-time job as a graphic designer so are you, are you the one that does all the designs? Because that, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about was the the design and the sort of feel of the bottle shop. It, like the, the the design stuff's great and it seems pretty yeah. unique from what I've seen, even with like the, the 30 second beer reviews that you put out as well. Like it's some it's like some like that's everyone's attention span at the minute is about 30 seconds. So it's is you sort of scrolling through and you see that and you think, oh, I'll watch that and see what this beer's like. It's that coupled with yeah. the the design stuff, I think, is that sort of unique selling point almost. I like this. It's very flattering. Yeah, I'm not blowing just. I, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> like, I've got to say, it's not sponsored. Like, it's not paid me to say this. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that there's people that will listen to this. And, yeah, I just feel like I'm having a conversation with you. Um, that's what. That's yeah. all. That's all I want. <laughs> right, I'm cracking this beer first, but. Um, fizzy boy but yeah so that the yeah i guess the design for the shop we we had um when we started we wanted to do um like carrot little characters for the thing we basically wanted to the whole idea i guess behind what what we do is want to take the seriousness out of beer drinking and mm. wine culture um because if I find it's it's all a bit, um, you know, I've been involved with breweries in the past doing design work for them and stuff like that. And I find the whole, especially beer, the whole beer culture is really, can be really sort of stuffy and serious. And, you know, people write a brewery off because they've done one thing wrong or, yeah. you know, and, or they've gone into a supermarket and things like that. And I just that's that was the whole kind of approach and the same with wine like the wine world i don't think has a sense of humor about itself um you know and and all of it's really serious you know these people are making these amazing beers and wines and yes. ciders um but i just think you know they're for drinking and enjoying in whatever way you want to enjoy them and i put out the way that i enjoy beer um you know, I'm sitting here, I'm about to pour this, I'm sure it might be an expensive craft beer, but I got it for free from a supplier, but I'm about to pour it in a plastic cup that I got yeah. from America because I really like drinking out of it because it reminds me of being in a bar in America. So, yeah, yeah not, it's not a posh glass, but then, you know, I take it seriously because I guess that, um, you know, I, well, you know, I'm interested in beer and what people do with beer and things like that and... But yeah, the, the design and all that kind of stuff and the 30 second reviews, they're all just a symptom of that approach. Um, and I, I think that that's that's what I'm trying to go for. And we, we got we do these characters to try and make it a little bit more kind of tongue in cheek and lighthearted. Yeah. Um, and we got this guy called Ash to do the characters because I'm a designer, but I can't draw. Uh, for life i've got i've got an art degree but i've never done an art class <laughs> uh, which is just 
stupid. So I just mostly work with uh, text and, and like shapes and images yeah. and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I guess that we got those characters done and then we changed them really recently to be even more kind of cartoonish without being juvenile. We felt yeah. they were a bit too cutesy. Um, so we sort of changed them up um, with this illustrator called Fizzy Wizzy. Um, who is Indonesian. Yeah, he's an Indonesian. He doesn't speak a word of English either. Um, so I'm pretty sure he uses Google Translate to respond to emails from some of the wording in them. <laughs> um, he's a really talented guy. He's just, yeah. We found through, um, he did some designs for a pickle um, company called Good Neighbour. I'm hoping I get that right because there's so many... There's so many brands that we we like interact with that have got the word good at the start and I always mix <laughs> them up. Um but they might put this thing called puts his pickles and they're really nice pickles. We sell them sell them in the shop. That's a little plug there. Um, <laughs> and they were just so cool and we were like, that's exactly kind of style. It's sort of like a Beano comic style. Um so we sort of redid them recently and I'm sort of trying to make the brand and the design a bit more serious. But not not serious. That's the bad. That's exactly the opposite. Try, <laughs> just trying to make it a little bit less um, schizophrenic. Like, oh, there would just be no kind of design thread between anything that we did. And I was just like trying to make it just a little bit less like, yeah, you know, intense. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that yeah, it's, it's really cool to be, to like the thirty second review because I think that those it's really sort of not a beer review but i guess it is in a way but i mean i put a lot of effort it, they're they're like choppy on purpose and they're yeah. amateurish on purpose like by design um because i just think that i would enjoy that you know kind of like uh you know, i'm a really big always sunny philadelphia fan and there's a, uh, a few scenes in that where they make videos themselves. Yeah. And they're really badly done, but then they think they're really good. So I sort of wanted to do something like that. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, the, you, the limit of a reel is 30 seconds. So I thought, well, it's a challenge and why not try? Yeah. But I mean, I only managed to get like two words in about the beer. Um, and most of the time, most of the time I, cut, I react really badly to them. Uh, Especially the sour beers. <laughs> I was about to say the you have the face you pour when it's a sour. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we know the beer's sour, so it works. Yeah, it's and I suppose I do more sours at the moment because we're just trying to get sort of buy up more sour beers. Um, but yeah, we're and I try and do beers I think will be interesting to taste. So I never have tried the beer. When I do them, I've never tried that beer. Yeah. Um, no idea what it's going to be like. I never not put the beer in. I don't try like that. That is just me trying the beer. Um, and also, I don't. I try to avoid eating and drinking about three or four hours before doing it. So I'm like totally new coming at it from totally neutral. So then I think that's why this sour reaction is a bit more. Yeah, uh, amplified. <laughs> I guess like I drank the last one I did with my brother, um, because he begged to be on it. Uh, I think he just wants to be famous or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I tried. 
he didn't re- I thought he'd be really bad because he's really bad with sour stuff like me and he just didn't really he just didn't really register it but then I'd gone through my little thing of not eating and drinking yeah. before and, and stuff like that so it really hit me hard um, and yeah so I'd, I, I guess that yeah the, the funny but I do feel a bit bad for the breweries I feel like they're getting a bad rep <laughs> <laughs> I think the people like them but then the beer industry doesn't like them I suppose that's the the thing like you've already said it's it's how you enjoy beer that's you know that's coming across in in the stuff you do as well it's sort of it's not you know pandering to what you know you'd expect the breweries you know might want to see and stuff it's all these bits of you trying it which is I think again it's it's what I've not seen in other bottle shops and things like I've not seen other people do it online. So it's, uh, it's quite refreshing to see that, to be honest. Well, I, th- I think that a lot of it is people don't um, put themselves as a person behind the, the shop. You know, like there are, there are so many more bottle shops out there doing the bottle shop thing so much better than we are. Like they're so on it. They buy things and we were like, we see it come up on the Instagram feed or whatever. We're like, how the hell do they, yeah. how the hell do they know that was coming out? Or how the hell do they get that? Or whatever. And then we like, we're sending an email saying, can we get some, can we get some? <laughs> um, but then I feel like the problem with them sometimes is that, uh, they, they, yeah, they don't put a person behind any of it. And I suppose that we're called O'Brien's Bottle Shop, which is my last name. So we sort of, I sort of feel like I had to, be like a face of it in some way um and do the review but yeah. it, it's horrible like i hate i hate like um stuff like that like I, f- I feel so nervous when i do it and i feel so like in my head i feel like anxiety and, yeah and stuff and i'm like oh god and then it's just like as soon as I, as soon as the beer hits my lips i just like, <laughs> I just just screw it you know i'm just gonna go for it i like it we, we, you, you know, we've touched a bit about you know seeing other beers and stuff. How how do you decide what to stock, basically? Because there's there's so many beers on there from sort of all, all different corners of the UK, and uh, how how do you decide? Right, we want so many of that, so many of this one. It's kind of a combo of um, some of it's known, like for example, you know North beers i just think all their bit you know i've tried a few of their beers in the past i used to live in leeds and i just know that their beers are good like no matter what they do i'm pretty sure it'll be a good beer um and so there's kind of like a level of a bit of just sort of insight into brands and stuff that we like um you know and then there's things like we'll just search it out um you know a lot of what we try and do is buy direct from the breweries mm. um, because we get a better price for it. They get a better price for it um, and and they make more of a margin on it. And so do we, so it's sort of more of a win-win. Yeah. But a lot of times there's a lot of wholesalers that sort of email and say, we've just got this in, we've just got this in. Um, and I think some of it's, you know, some of it's a bit of a punt on mm. things because we have to, with wholesale and stuff, we have to just buy it and then sell it you know yeah. so 
we siphon one of everything off to just try it. I mean, I've not not tried every single beer that we've got because, like I say, some things like, well, you know, 150 beers in counting, I just die. I mean, I drink yeah. a few beers every night. But I think, <laughs> you know, some of them are like massive beers, and, and I think, oh god, I just. Yeah, just die. So I've started to send some beers out to people that like particular styles to ask them what they think yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a combo of of sort of taking a gamble on things, and then and then a lot of breweries, like a lot, send us a free beer, mm. a free pack of beer. Um, you know, like for example, next week, um, I've got. Uh, Instagram tasting with Gypsy Hill, mm. but it's like a trade thing. So they're they they're sending some beers up should arrive next day or two, yeah. and then I save them uh, for the online Instagram tasting, um, and they go through the beers and things like that. And I did one with them a few maybe a couple of months ago, and as a result of that we bought most we bought you know three out of the four beers that are tasted. Yeah. I tried one that didn't like it, so we didn't buy it and didn't put it in the shop. Not because I know what beer people should drink, but because I just tried it and thought, you know what, I don't think that this will um, appeal to people yeah. as much as they think it will. You know, I think maybe sometimes it's a swing and a miss. Um, and some, yeah, some brews we get sent stuff and we just have to say to them, you know, appreciate it. But we just can't um, yeah. stock you this time. And some some breweries, which is a cool position to be in, ask to be stocked in our shop because I think that they sort of see it appealing to maybe a certain kind of person or, yeah. or whatever. And, and so they yeah they ask us to stock it. And then um, yeah, so it's it's kind of just like a it's a constant though, mm. like every single day. You get an email from a brewery or a wholesaler, um, you know, just saying this is out, this is out. I mean, God knows how they brew all these beers. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand the mechanics of how a brewery can turn out a different beer every week. Yeah. I mean, the planning must be behind that. Must just, must be amazing. Monumental so plan. Yeah. Yeah, these guys shouldn't be running the brewery. They should. Going around the country, or <laughs> the world would be yeah, a better really, place. Yeah, the really prolific breweries, like I think Daya um, oh. from Cheltenham. Yeah, they make they just make amazing beers, and um, yeah, they they just sort of got their act together, and they just smash out these beers. I I spoke to the guy on the phone, and I was just like, "How did you make all these beers?" And he sort of just explained it to me in simple terms, but not not at all simple like you know <laughs> behind the scenes i bet the they're like planning everything's planned in advance yeah. and, and stuff like that so yeah maybe the day should become a political party um they'd, really they'd get my vote straight, straight away they would they would get mine as well <laughs> the i think the the strangest but nicest beer i've had from o'brien's was the uh the sticky milk lolly pale from from play so i i didn't really know what to expect and then as soon as i (laughs) poured it out and took a sip mind was blown 
yeah, it's almost for a second you didn't know what it was meant to taste like and your brain like doesn't quite register what it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great beer. And I think it's meant to be... Uh, what's that sweet that it's meant to be? A drumstick or something? Drumstick lolly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think they obviously couldn't call it a drumstick lolly, but <laughs> it just tasted like a liquidised beer drumstick. Yeah, it was bizarre, but... It was, I'm very glad I bought it. <laughs> what sort of beers do you go for? I'm mostly like, right. mostly like pails, uh, IPAs, that sort of stuff. I've ventured into stouts a little bit, but I'm not quite, my palate's not quite refined enough for, for a good stout yet, I don't think. <laughs> I think it comes with, uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here and thinking you might be a bit younger than me. And it comes with age stout. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I, I know what I like. I like what I know. I'll try, I'll try them. I'll happily try them. Like I have tried a few uh, uh, porters that have, have been very, very nice, very drinkable. Yeah. It sort of needs a, like a gateway stout, maybe. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, once you start, yeah. like, <laughs> it's a dangerous road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll be on Imperial Stouts and Double Imperial Stouts and soon you'll have a real problem on your hands. You'll see me on the streets just surrounded by empty cans of... uh... Yeah, panhandling for Stouts. (laughs) Yeah, they're nice. Like, um, I I really like Stouts, but I suppose I really like all beer, basically. Um, But there are some Stouts out there that are hopped. So, like really hoppy i know they have just released one mm. uh which is like a hop stout and i've not tried it yet but i was speaking to someone i know and they said that it was really really good and i think a middle ground for people that don't necessarily go in for a stout yeah i think it's a weird thing a stout beer because it's like a it is like a different experience altogether than drinking a you know a, a non-stout yeah <laughs> yeah they, uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of kind of higher ABV beers? It depends. A lot of people don't, don't get like I get a lot of thing, people saying that I'd say they go, "Oh, what beer do you recommend?" And I'd say, "I'll oh, try this. It's ten percent," and they would just be like, "You were joking me." I, I as as long as it, you can't just taste the booze on it, then I don't mind. Yeah, I, the the big yin from Overtone. Yeah, that that was I think that was ten percent, and it, you didn't sort of get that hit of booze at the end. I think as long as it's you know relatively well balanced with the flavors, I I'm happy with like this uh, transient seven percent, so it's higher. Yeah, but it's it's very tasty. You don't get that sort of booze burn. Yeah, that harsh harshness yeah. that you do get. I find though some beers you get that even even like five and six percent, mm. depending on what beer it is, you can still get like an alcohol, even some lagers and stuff like you know like sort of supermarket lagers. I find sometimes you get like a harshness with it, where I think that maybe they're not as. I think it's more of like a quality thing. Yeah, sometimes where you'll get like a 10% beer and you could have two 10% beers and they could be made with exactly the same, you know, they could both be like teepers. Yeah. And 
they would just one of them would just be like oh you bastard like too yeah. too much and then the other one would just be like you were drinking four percent ipa or something yeah um yeah i think it's like a, a quality thing um i was talking to someone about it today actually trying to trying to pick someone's brains about why they do taste why you can taste a lot of alcohol in some beers and yeah and not in others the higher ABV ones that don't taste high are the, the danger, the falling down water, as I like to call them. <laughs> danger pints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you sit there all day and you're drinking them thinking that you're fine. And then you stand up. And you <laughs> stand up and sit yeah. straight back down. Yeah, you feel like the world's tipping backwards all the time. <laughs> I suppose the, the other thing that you've got on your site as well is organic wines. Like how did that come about as well? Because that's never something I'd ever thought of. And again, different wines that you wouldn't really think of seeing. And the, the one that stands out is the, the orange wine. Stuff you yeah. wouldn't see in, in, a, in a supermarket. Well, yeah, I mean, with, with the wines, it's because we started out, I mean, when we started, we were like just British only. We weren't going to introduce any international. We were always going to introduce a small amount of international stock, but only when our catalogue of British stuff is like, you know, makes up most of our offering. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we want, we always thought, you know, wine and beer and cider kind of not a lot of places ship them or sell them together. Um, so we thought it would be a great kind of. I don't know what the word is, like a great offering to yeah. to sell, you know, so you, you could buy like a couple of bottles of wine and then just a few beers chuck in there or vice versa, or you maybe, you know, you and your partner might like, one might like cider, one might like beer or whatever. Um, and so we just thought it'd be a cool kind of thing to do. And then the problem is, is there's not that many British, uh, there's loads of British wine but not that many that are kind of artisanal or mm. I hate that word. Like, you know, like you like craft beer, but for wine. Yes. This is really bad. This is really amateur wine speak. <laughs> um, and so a lot of the British stuff is, you know, natural and or organic or biodynamic farm. And the big inspiration was this, a vineyard called Tillingham um, and they it's kind of partly because their the graphic design on their uh, labels is so cool like it's mm. it's just as a designer I just loved it and I really like the design actually behind their labels yeah um, so that sort of caught my attention with it and then we just thought it'd be great to kind of get them in and then from them, we sort of found some more out and and it's stuff. And it's really weird, like the the orange, one of the orange wines we've got is from Wales. Um, and it's a really unusual wine. It kind of tastes like um, cider almost. Mm. It's got like an apple kind of taste to it. Mm. Um, then it has this kind of off, funky, not off, but kind of like a... Yeah, like a, I shouldn't fucking say it tastes off. Uh, it's got, yeah, it's got a really unusual taste. Like there's some <laughs> some yeast action going on in there that is causing some some real business to happen. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, they kind of taste really unusual. I think that the process is that they leave their skins 
in with white wine mm. um for for a while or or, or um yeah, this is sounding really bad, but they yeah they leave the skins in with the wine with the wine, and I think they leave all sorts in it, you know, all yeah. the branches and things like that. And um, in a lot of cases, they bury it in these kind of pots underground. Um, and yeah, the it's it really is the original wine, mm. orange wine. You know, it comes from um, Georgia, and it's sort of the earliest kind of dated style of wine. Yeah. Um, made in these things called and i can't say the word it's called cavedry or something like that um and and so yeah it's but then i think it's just been rediscovered because a lot of people think that and i thought this when i first heard about orange wine a few years ago that it's to do with oranges mm. that's what i thought okay. and i totally i totally get that because it is orange and it is called orange wine and it's not like it's called you know uh pinot grigio orange wine it's just called orange wine no matter what is in it it's yeah. just called orange wine and um and i i saw some i saw a tv show and there's these guys trying it and they were just like saying how sweet it was and or then somebody saying how it was bitter or whatever and i thought god then it's really weird they made wine out of oranges like um but then obviously realized that it's not got any orange in it at all yeah um and it's yeah and it's quite an interesting thing i think it's an exciting part of like alcohol and i think that it, we sell most of our wine to london mm. um getting big down there and i think that that'll permeate out up here eventually you know probably birmingham and manchester yeah. or boom in terms of the scene there's sort of a scene in leeds for it i think um and it'll expand out to to more and more people but i think that wine the craft wine i'll call it craft wine natural wine moves slower than mm. beer because it's not they can't release it as fast and they're not as kind of like um transient as beers you know yeah. one week there might be beer out and then the next week you'll never see it again sort of thing and Whereas wine takes a lot of effort and and there's just something really nice about it. And we sell this kind of style that's called pet nat as well, which is like a totally naturally occurring fermentation. Um, and it's naturally sparkling. Mm. Um, in So they, I think that they condition it in the bottle a second time so it becomes sparkling in the bottle. It's not very high ABV, so it's about 8 to 10 percent um but it is so good it is yeah. like it's like drinking sherbet it's just so like nice it's sweet and it's sharp um and there's really like a nice kind of you know if it was hot weather you could just drink yeah. it all day long and i think that those kind of things really would appeal to beer drinkers mm. um if they kind of went in for it because it's fizzy like a beer but then it's also kind of palatable but they're about like i said they're sweet and stuff but they're not really they're really well like balanced like a beer is yeah you know beer's kind of like a good beer it's kind of sweet kind of savory kind of like you know bitter but then you know kind of pulled back and, and stuff like that so it's yeah it's um it's a definitely a great kind of gateway natural wine and they're quite yeah. cheap as well pet nuts because they're low abv 
um, for wine. They they come out quite cheap. You know, you can pick one up for a natural wine for about twenty pounds, which is, um, you know, which is which is a really good price for this wine. And that's another kind of stumbling block with British wine is that the price is so high of them. Um, and but that's just because they can't. They just can't guarantee that the the farming like they can in yeah. Europe or Australia or anything. You know, the weather's crap, so. I bet ninety percent of the stuff that uh, the grapes have to be like chucked in the bin because they've yeah. frozen or or been overwatered or you know. So I think that it just goes with the territory. And I think maybe in like twenty years, it'll be a really commonplace thing mm. that that we all just drink British wine. But um, you know, like you go to your parents' house and they crack a bottle of wine and it'll be British wine. But I think at the moment it's still just like emerging. Mm. as as a kind of as a prominent scene sort yeah. of thing so let's see i'm gonna crack another beer i can't I drink too fast i think <laughs> i've got all these beers to try <laughs> it's research that's what i tell myself when i yeah. uh, wake up in the morning with a headache saying, oh, that, was, that was really good research you did last night luke <laughs> so what this one's like this is Lervig House Party. Uh, session IPA, Alk 4%. So Very nice. Get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a bit, bit weak on the flavour. <laughs> I'll cut this out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just cut that. Yeah. Just say, yeah, it's great. What a great beer. Lervig, so good. Um, but the garage was very nice. You see, this is my problem. I've cracked that beer now. Pick this up and it's half full. So I'm not trying that quickly. Mm. I'm going to decant into another glass and finish this one <laughs> off first. The, the only other thing that is basically on the shop now, and I know you're, you're in, in the works for it, is uh, what, what you've called the tuck shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... I think it's a working title. I don't know what I'm going to call it. We call it the and then we call it the deli. Um, so I don't know what we're actually going to call it. Um, but we're sort of, we're in talks with, you basically just thought what, a lot of bottle shops do it, but they sell things like peanuts to go with your beer and things like that. And you get like a beer 52 and you get like a pack of nuts in it and things yeah. You know, that goes hand in hand. So we just thought, why don't we do something like that? Because kind of, you know, we ship a lot of, say, a big box of beer. There's a good bit of room in it um, to put some extra bits in. And I just think it'd be great to, you know, sell stuff that kind of complements beer and wine, um, but that is sort of sourced in the same way that we source beer and and stuff and that we've sort of sought out to find something a little bit more kind of out there um so we've we've got the pickles um in the shop and we've done some bits of work with this guy called rob from late who runs uh, bastards bistro we did like a pub box with him mm-hmm. um because we were going to do an event with him but obviously the lockdown happened and the kibosh got put on that pretty quickly um but the yeah, the tuck shop kind of thing is is a bit of a new evolution. Um, but I think it'll play kind of a 
big part in in the future of online sales mm. because I think people, you know, Italia, you order some beers because you want to try lots of interesting craft beers. Like people don't, you know, only one or two people order off us order like religiously every week the sort of same amount of beers, the similar kind of breweries. Um, you know, most people order try a total different range of beers every time. Yeah. And so we just thought it'd be a kind of a thing to just to add a bit of ceremony to getting it and trying the beers. And, you know, for me, I if I get like a box of beers like that, I'll take like three or four, put them in the fridge and in the evening I'll sit and watch TV, just relaxing. And then I'll try the beers, you know, one after the other and just enjoy them like as a whole. You know, a lot of people I think trickle th- them over like a week or two i mean some people we talk to and they they'll go um oh yeah i've still got um i've still got a couple of beers left actually and it'd be like three weeks since we posted their order and yeah. i'm like how the hell have you still got those beers left? like <laughs> you must be punishing yourself not to drink them but maybe i've just got no willpower i don't, I don't know um, but yeah i guess i guess in a, in a way it's not as like of a big deal anymore that there's a big strong beer in the fridge because I feel like it's almost my job to to drink it and try it. Yeah. Um so I don't I guess as some of the the, the magic's gone. <laughs> um, but but yeah so we thought I mean I'm one of these people and I, I don't know if I'm in the minority of this but I really like eating sweets and drinking beer. Like I really love sour sweets yeah. um and drinking bitter beer. I find a combo makes the beer taste bitterer and the sweets taste sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, it's a weird thing. I just really, really like doing it. Um, so, like on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday night, I'll, yeah, get a few kind of tang plastics or something. And, uh, but we're trying to find like a sweet supplier, trying to find like a little cured meat supplier, um, cheeses and, things like that and we'll try and look at nuts and and stuff and, yeah. but what we're going to try and do is um package them up and brand them ourselves um so we've got meat sort of sorted from this place in um Ilkley called lishman's mm. and made these really nice like salami and things like that um and they're but they're very british you know like cider and fennel flavored and, yeah uh, like black pepper and all this kind of stuff um and so yeah so hopefully the progression of that will be that we'll get to put some um beer into it somehow <laughs> you know just see if we can have one made for us that has like uh, an ipa in it or yeah something. um so yeah that's the kind of idea behind it i don't know whether it'll whether it'll be any good or whether it'll work but just thought it'd be another way to enjoy beer yeah and, and wine stuff like that you know yeah i'm a, I'm a sucker for cured meats so that'll just be yeah. something else that i can add to the basket and then I'll be like oh, wait till payday yeah we're trying to it's funny we're trying to do this like our site is really basic i guess um in terms of like the technology available to websites and stuff like that, but it's really DIY. Um, and 
I mean, I'm not a web developer, I'm, I'm a designer, but I just sort of muddled my way through doing it. And then we had a coder guy help us with a little bit of, of tweaks and things like mm-hmm. that. But we're trying to get more sophisticated with it. You know, people, um, some people buy like two or three cans of beer and you ship it in a big box. And I just think they might have bought it because, you know, a lot of beers are, like you say, they are expensive to buy craft beers and we're, we're not putting a huge mark on them. They're expensive for us to buy yeah. because they're expensive for the breweries to make them. Um, unless there's some fat cats at the brewery sitting there counting all their money, which I don't think they are, because I think a lot of them just do it for the love of doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's you know that's the that's why craft beers cost a lot, and there's a lot of you know the stronger the beer, the more tax that a brewery pays on, and then pass it on to the us, and then we pass it on to the customer. Yeah. It's never ended. You know, you're just getting screwed over at every angle. <laughs> um, but you know, I think a lot a lot of people maybe or the, observing how people order. So you've just finished your beer. And I should have brought another one up. I've got some in the fridge as well. Exactly. I mean, you can you can go get one, but I'll just drink mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think a lot of people potentially order like a bit, and then you know three or four beers, and then again in a couple of weeks they'll order again. And I think maybe people we're going to try and put in some sort of way that you can reserve beers. Mm as they come out but not have to buy them and then when you want to buy them you know you can make the purchase so for example we we released verdant putty um and that just sold like that like yeah. in a night we sold all of it um and it was still i went to pick it up from the supplier and it was still in the back of my car i hadn't even unloaded it and it sold out and yeah like that was just crazy but then a lot of people end up getting dis- disappointed because they were like thinking, oh, I'll get it in a couple of days. I've maybe not been paid yet. Or I've, you know, uh, not, you know, not found the, uh, not had a chance to find the other beers that I want in my box and things like that. So yeah, we're trying to get a bit more sophisticated with, with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I would like that feature. Yeah. Um, sure. And it'd just be nice to, know that you've reserved a bit and from our end as well that it'd be nice to sort of see that people have reserved beers so then we know that okay those beers are for those people so we can order maybe more and yeah. open it up even more or we can sort of help it help us predict what people kind of want to buy and mm. help us buy the beers smarter um and stuff like that so yeah it's, it, but it's again it's that thing where we're just trying to work out how to do it i mean the system obviously exists somehow out there and it'll be really easy for a coder probably take someone like 10 minutes to do it yeah but to me it seems like a really complicated <laughs> system but I've, i bet it is really simple i've just not gone for far enough down the line with it yet i mean i've i've got i've got one question that i ask everyone that i speak to and also, I'll add a caveat onto that as well. So the question I ask everyone is, all of like, all time recently, what's your favourite beer? Which obviously, running a bottle shop is a very big question to ask. And the other question is, what, what's something that you've tried and really sticks out in your memory that you think other people should try as well? Okay, I've got. I've, I've, 
I've got this in my head because <laughs> I just I just know what my favourite beers are, and it's weird because right so so my favourite beer of all time that well the I'll put it as the best beer I've ever tried in my entire life is um, a beer called Sound and Vision from Wilderness. Um, I, I can't I can't even tell you I. I've drank two of them in my life and they don't make it anymore. Um, the guy from Wilderness very kindly saved me one <laughs> at the brewer from Wilderness b before they sold out and sent me it. Um, but yeah, it's the nicest beer ever. I, I let my brother have a sip of it um, and he's really difficult to please with beer. Yeah. Like if it's too hoppy, he doesn't like it. If it's not hoppy enough, he doesn't like it. <laughs> and this is like... Um, it's like a Saison type style beer. Um, I'm not like a massive Saison fan or anything. Um, but he tried it and he was just like, oh God, yeah, that is nice. And it's just, it's such a weird beer. It's got such an unusual taste. But yeah. It's so good. It's like everything that a beer should be. It's like, it was just, I can't, I cannot describe how good that beer was. <laughs> everyone should try it but they don't make it again but if they do make it again um i'm gonna buy all of it <laughs> and just keep it um and i'm just gonna distribute it to people and say this is the best beer in the world just try it and i don't, I don't think there'll be a beer drinker out there that won't think it's amazing it's just so good it's so <laughs> so good um and then but then prior to that my favorite beer used to be orville Mm. Um, from from Belgium because that to me again is like it's one of those beers where it just doesn't fit into a category I mean it's a Belgian Trappist beer it's really strong people age them I didn't even know it was the thing but in the craft beer world apparently people age Orville mm. you know so I was like I tried some aged Orville um, and it was it was really good but nothing beats the fresh one yeah. um, and then uh Prior to that, which is still pretty much a firm favourite of mine, um, is Cause Light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just, it's what I grew up drinking. I'm, I'm from the Midlands and, um, you know, the Cause factory is there uh, in, in Burton where I went yeah. to college. And it's just everywhere. And it's just <laughs> a really easy to drink beer that is widely available and costs nothing. Um so yeah, so I'd, like I'd, I'd hate to not, I don't know, I think people probably think, Cool's Life, what are you drinking Cool's Life for? And that, but yeah, it's like, no, I don't think any beer drinker can sort of escape those kind of like. Mm. It's just know. a refreshing beer, yeah. Yeah, it, it, but it is just that, like it is just a beer. Yeah. And all it's beer is just beer, whether it's a... Uh, uh, industrially made um, beer or it's made on a slightly smaller industrial scale because I think all beer is really industrially made mm. um, in some way but yeah I think Cause Light again it's exactly perfect it's just refreshing it's light it's a little bit sweet it's a little bit bitter and it's just easy to drink you could just smash 10 cores light on a hot day and you just 
you wouldn't you wouldn't feel drunk you just feel a little bit tipsy and you just be having the best time ever and you would have like whole day out on 20 quid or something i think cause light was the first first beer i remember i it was like my cousin's wedding i can't remember how old i was like i want to say 16 maybe i'd never properly like drank beer before and my cousin bought me like kept buying me pints of cause light and then i think i must have i think i only had like three pints <laughs> but still and then I got home and I was like taking taking my clothes off and I like fell over and just banged my head on the floor trying to take my trousers <laughs> off and I just I just started laughing. I was like, "This is great." I think that was my first experience of being a bit tiddly. It was great. And you owe it to cause light. It it's, always got to be cause light, yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish it was like a British beer that you know, like like Carlin or something, but not yeah. Just cause it used it was funny in Burton on Trent. It used to say on the side of um, the Coors factory, like it used to be by Sainsbury's. I don't, I don't know if it's still there or not. I've been back in years, but it used to have a massive picture of the Rockies, and it used to tell you the taste of the Rockies written on the side of it. And then, but you're, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but it really more like tastes like Burton on Trent <laughs> River water, um, rather than the Rocky Mountains. But obviously they're sticking to their advertisement. Brewed in Burton now, aren't they? I think Heineken's brewed in Burton. Yeah. Quite it's something to are. do. It's something to do with the pH level of the water is is neutral or very close to neutral around there from from the river. Um or the water table or something. It's something to do with that. I'm not, you know, we can fact check this, but um it's something to do with that. I think that's why it attracts breweries because it's stable or something. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. I'll, I'll Google that after. We'll have to get you on the Burton uh, Taurus board. Yeah, yeah. And the question, the other question was, what beer should everyone try? Mm. Other than Cause Light. Um, well, yeah. Everyone should try Coors Light. Everyone should try Wilderness. That beer that I was referring to, Wilderness make other beers that are similar, but they're none of them for me. Mm. Whereas I feel like, but that was because I drank it and what I put once in it and like that, I was like, this is my favorite. This is the best <laughs> beer I've ever had in my life. Um, so one beer I'd get everyone to try. <laughs> I don't know, something, do I need to say something really interesting? Like, uh, it can be absolutely anything. What, let me have a second here. I think that there's a, there's a brewery in, from Leeds that, um, it's probably not, well, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but it's worth trying. It's called Tartarus and they make uh, a beer called Abaddon Imperial Stout. And I, th- I think it is about 17%. It comes in a uh, 330ml bottle. And they dropped it off at our house uh, at Christmas to sell in the shop. And I was like, uh, he, I was like, oh, I'm going to try one of these, you know, and, uh, and that. And he's like, well, yeah, split it, you know, between the two of you, little 330ml bottle. And I was like, well, I'm not going to split. It's a 330ml bottle of beer. I'm not going to split that. You can't split that. 
Um, and it took me about an hour to drink it because it is so, so strong. And it's, it's so far beyond a beer as we know it, which I think is an interesting spe like space to be in. Um, I think that it, it, it was like soy sauce in a glass, you know, like thick and and like resinous like on the you yeah. tip, sort of tip it around the glass and there'd be this like murky kind of thick <laughs> liquid that was just stuck to the side of the glass um and yeah and it, it was just a wild drink you know like you just the first sip you just blew your head off <laughs> but then then it kind of mellowed really quickly and then you know a couple of sips in like i mean i've I'm, i used to be a whiskey drinker and for the first sip of whiskey you have, you just think you're going to die. Yeah. Um, but then, then the the sort of as you get as you do it more often and stuff, it it becomes like a really pleasurable experience. Yeah. And yeah, that that beer was just like uh, you know, just a, just a crazy beer to drink. But what I would say is, an, is if you don't want to drink a seventeen percent um, <laughs> beer which I can understand a lot of people's nervousness about it or they just don't even want to try it. But um, yeah, do try it. But if you don't, then the best beer I think that is out there at the moment is Steady Rolling Man by Dea. That is. Have you, have you tried that? I have. I have indeed. Yeah, that is isn't that a good beer? It's it's so good. So there's a, a bar slash bottle shop in Sheffield called the Bar Stewards. I don't yeah. know if you've ever been or heard of them, but Alan Charlie. I've, been, I've heard of them. Yeah. So That's Alan Charlie, who run the Bar Stewards, um, I've spoken to them on this before as well. They yeah, they are if if they can get it on tap, it's on tap. If they can get it in the fridge, it's in the fridge. It's one of their favourites yeah. as well, I think. It's just a wicked beer. Like, it's just so good. It, it's just, again, it's one of those beers. It's like that Sound and Vision beers like that, like Steady Rolling Man, which is like a perfect beer. Yeah. You know, it comes along very rarely, and we're lucky to live in a time where two perfect beers exist. Um, <laughs> but Steady Rolling Man, I'd say it's in my top five, but it just didn't make my top three. Yeah. And I'm sure the, the good people of Day will be outraged that cause like put them to the post but you know there's memories involved in cause like um, you know i've not because i've only tried day recently in in lockdown you know i've got no memories to it yet yeah well, i'm sure there'll be many future nights out and drinking sessions that involve steady rolling man that, that will then push it you know in 20 years i'll be saying to some youngster that's oh, what's what's a good beer to drink we're like steady rolling man son <laughs> you know? No, I'll not make it anymore. They will have been bought by like Brewdog or something, and, and oh. Brewdog have just overhauled it or something. So yeah, that's that. I think yeah, I think Steady Rolling Man and Lager. We're talking about Lager because I think Lager's becoming a bit more popular. That mm. we got this Lager in that's called Utopian Lager. Uh, British unfiltered lager, it's called, mm -hmm. and that is the nicest lager I've ever had. It is just like it's outrageous how good yeah. it is. I didn't know that lager in this country could taste that good. It's just, it's just 
wicked. Like it's just so nice, so Moorish. You could, you every sit, you just want to go back for a new one. Oh, that must be the alcoholic in me talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I when I do stuff like this because I talking to the the only other ones I've done have actually been like in person in the pub that I'm talking to them yeah. about. But it's oh, nice because. God. Oh, no, I know I can't wait till the pub opens. There's one now that's like a five minute walk from my house. That's a really good one in Sheffield, so I'm, oh, I can't wait for that. But it's going to be like an exodus to the pub. Oh, no one will be in it. No one will be at home. Everyone will be at pubs. I'm going to get so happy. It'll like, great. Yeah, it'll be like a, a house burglars you know, <laughs> dream because everyone's just going to be Saturday out. And yeah. Then, Walking around it's the street, uh, residential areas just like tumbleweeds. <laughs> Doors are open, you know. Little, yeah, it'll be like that, I think. But yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate having a chat, mate. It's been good. Yeah, man, it'd be good. Well, Sounds. thanks for thanks for asking me as well, man. That's really yeah, really cool. Yeah, and uh, keep in touch, man. Yeah, I will do. You too, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right, see you later. Dude. See you later. Bye. Bye. I must just say that it wasn't sponsored in any way at all. I just really like what O'Brien's do, and it's just different from what I've seen with other bottle shops. And to be honest, it's quite refreshing, like a nice crisp cause light. Um, <laughs> I mean, sorry, Dea, you did miss out in there in Luke's top three, but, you know, there's time. There is time. If you fancy some nice beers, then get yourself onto O'Brien's Bottle Shop. And who knows, you might even get a visit from Luke to drop off your beers. So, yeah, get yourself some nice beers in and treat yourself. Hopefully, the pubs will be back open soon and we'll all be able to enjoy a pint in person. So, hopefully, I'll see you at the bar. But... I'll still be drinking some beers at home in the meantime over on Instagram. So go and follow me there and keep an eye out for the next episode. But yeah, until the next time, stay safe, stay tipsy, and cheers.